0: sparse this is michelle via piano and i am here with gina smith
1: i'm back
0: it has been a long time since we recorded um but today was an amazing day for us because we actually had um the first what do you want to call i don't we don't want to say victim but Mistress. (laughs)
1: M- mistress. <laughs> Mist-
0: um, so the first woman that was impacted by our ex. Yes. And, um, God, we spoke for how many hours today? She got here, I don't know what time is. Five? Here, five hours?
1: At least.
0: Five hours. And while we didn't record while she was here, um, we got a lot of, for me there were a lot of questions i had that i needed to have an answer to and there were just things that i felt like we needed to talk about
1: right and there was a lot of confirmation about assumptions right made and had and clarifying a lot of
0: pockets right where where we we either suspected something or we thought like you said we assumed but we never had the validation or
1: from each other. Right. Cause right. there was always somebody missing always to missing. really fill in the holes. Yeah.
0: And we've been talking about trying to get her to talk to us and record for, since we started doing this podcast. So, um, you actually had dinner with her, right? And you kind of brought up that we wanted to get together.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Jasmine had watched Juliana and I went to pick her up and it was kind of an impromptu dinner and she had met us after she got out of work. And um, you and I had certainly spoken about it several times and um, I just decided to bring it up and see if it was something that she you know, would be interested in. I know I showed her the link just to right. say... You know, it's this legit. is what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Take a look at it. Listen mm-hmm. to it because we have recorded already, and you know, just to give her an idea if she was interested right. to listen before she, and she would commit to get she hasn't involved. To it. So no, but now I think today opened up a door where you know, like you said, you were afraid to reach out to her right. until today, I and was I even think
0: nervous. Like I said, I, I I said to you, I'm so glad I got here first. Yeah. Because I was nervous, and I don't I don't know why. I'm, I don't know. Maybe it's because of so many of the unknowns that I, I don't know. Maybe I have been thinking all along that maybe she felt a certain way about me or whatever. I don't know.
1: Right. You don't know what she's, you know, she's had her own experiences and has gone through a lot with her own kids right as a result of, of everything you know so there's so many layers totally of involvement
0: and I guess the when we first when we got comfortable like I, I was nervous and I wanted to make sure she was I, I don't know I don't want to say that I was nervous I wanted to make sure she was comfortable because you and I, spend a lot of time together. Right. And um, we don't have that with her. So I wanted to make sure that she felt comfortable to talk. And and um, I just didn't want her to feel awkward. Right. Right. And at the same time, I know I had a lot of questions for her. Right. And I wanted to know that she was going to answer them or whatever. So um, right off the bat... I had to ask. I had to ask her the question about um, when I met stupid. <laughs> um, um, she didn't realize we called him that either, which is funny. But we did. We told her that we did that so that the kids didn't know who we were talking about. But anyway, so I said to her, I need to know um, the truth about whether or not you guys were still together. And I did say to her, I know that you told me you were, but we never really got into the details of more
1: it. details of it.
0: So I said to her, Were you guys together? And she said, Very much so. We were we were living together. They never argued, they never fought, but she knew something was off when he came back from his vacation. Right. Um, and <clears throat> The
1: vacation that he met that you. That he met
0: me on. Yeah. Correct. So, um, and as we've said in the past, he came home because it was Joe's birthday. Joe was turning four, I think, or five. Maybe he was turning five. I don't remember. No, he was four when I met him. So he was four years old. He was turning four. And um, she said that he told her he had to go on Sunday to pick up his luggage. That his luggage, I guess, was lost at the airport. Right. And um, she called the airport airport and said, are you guys, you know, issuing luggage or whatever today? And, And they were like, No. So she knew right away he was lying. And that was Valentine's Day. And that was the day that he came to my apartment and had dinner with me and Christine. So.
1: So interesting.
0: Yeah. And it's it's odd because I feel like I'm right back there like. I remember thinking I had this, I had met this really great guy who said he was single, again, never mentioned children, nothing. Right. Absolutely nothing. And the fact that he came to see me on Valentine's Day, I was like, well, he can't possibly have a girlfriend because there's no way in hell that I would... Except that my boyfriend was not with me on Valentine's. You know what I mean? Like it. it kind Absolutely,
1: of, it makes sense. You're it, supposed to be with the person the you person. care about and love. And
0: <gasps>
1: why would you think you know? Right.
0: So I I thought it was legit that he didn't have anyone in his life. And she never confronted him. Right. That's what she said. She never. She knew he was lying.
1: Correct. She said she never said anything. She
0: never said anything to him. She just
1: made a decision, right? To leave. To leave. And she did what she she had to do to end the relationship.
0: Right. And for me, that was... That was one of the most interesting parts because we started to ask her about issues. And she said they didn't have them. Right. And, you know as we were talking, she said to me, Michelle, did he, was he verbally abusive to you? And I said, yes. I was like, have you listened? And that's when I was like, have you listened to the podcast? And she said, no. And uh, cause she was under the assumption that it's just that he was making me take the, the brunt or the blame for what happened in our relationship, but she didn't know half, half of it.
1: Right, and that's the same thing he did with me as well. Right. He, you know, the responsibility fell on anybody but him.
0: Anybody but him. But all along she thought that, or she didn't realize that there was the element of emotional abuse. So um, so as we were talking to her, she she couldn't really contribute to... That part of it, you know what I mean? Like in terms of what he did to her, but it was eye opening, I think, for her to realize what he did to us.
1: Right. And it's funny, as we're talking, I'm just wondering, because we've talked about today how he clearly was in a totally different level of in love with,
0: with her. With
1: Sandy. Sandy, that maybe her up and walking out on him is where he changed.
0: Could be. But he was always... If she
1: broke his heart.
0: Right. But the weird... Okay, so the weird part of this is that she she just up and left... He acted like he didn't have a relation. He acted like he had no no relationship or whatever. So if he was so in love with her, if he if she was the person, how do you do that to her? How do you just
1: cuz he has no conscience. Period. Right. I mean in our conversations today alone, I mean it came up over and over, how he... She found him in the bathroom stall with one of her friends, friends. Uh, how he was with this one's girlfriend, that one's girlfriend. Like, he was a serial dater. Yeah. Like, he... I don't think... It doesn't sound like he knows how to be with just, just one, one person. person.
0: And I... And that person that she was talking about, so, okay, so they had been together and they had broken up at one point, but then they got back together. So she found him in the bathroom after they had broken up, but, but before they had gotten back together, correct? I'm pretty sure that's Your what she said. Your memory is probably
1: better than mine.
0: So I think that's what she said, but she never confronted him because... She didn't, th- she didn't think it was possible that her friend would do that to her.
1: Well, that was her point, was that when it comes to friends and ex-boyfriends or boyfriends, like, it's just an un- mm-hmm. understood fact, like, that kind of, like, your friends are off limits. Right. You don't do that. You don't, like, it's just right. most people know that that's not okay, and would never think about it.
0: And what I found interesting was she referred to him many times as a narcissist.
1: Which she absolutely is. is.
0: But yet she didn't experience the narcissism the way we did. She experienced it more through the kids, I think.
1: I was just going to say more through the children
0: than her directly
1: and their experiences probably.
0: And as we were talking, um, I, I still can't even believe that we had a five-hour conversation with her, and um, we all agreed that we kind of needed it. We needed to do it because we. Were, I I was always like, does she? What does she think what, about me? How does she feel about me? You know, like. Befriending her kids and they come to my house and they Jasmine lived with us and like, there's so many different components there. Um, and what was so interesting is Mm -hmm. she said like, she never really knew half of what was going on because she separated or withdrew herself from everything with the family.
1: Right. Which you can't blame her for.
0: Right. But what was even more interesting was that, or whatever, that the kids didn't bring any of it to her either. You know...
1: Right. There was a lot that she learned from us today today. that you would think would have eventually gotten back to her somehow.
0: We assumed that she knew.
1: Right. Right. And she had no idea on a number of things. Right. Which it's sad to think that, you know, the kids went back and forth between homes, but...
0: Kept all that stuff bottled up, because there was a lot of shit that happened. Didn't
1: speak about... Didn't
0: talk about it. And maybe they did that to protect her. Right. I don't know. Or maybe they needed to disconnect from it as well. Sorry. Uh which one is that? Noelle or Catherine? Catherine the cat. Is Hi Catherine. She knocked some stuff over, so um anyway, that was <laughs> Sorry. Cute. No, that's okay. I think it's funny. Um and then we you know, like I got to confront her or, or tell her some things that bothered me. And one of them was um when she didn't have a car and She was driving his Jeep. Jeep. And I was, I remember his mom telling me, I couldn't, we're telling him, I couldn't drive the Jeep because I wasn't on the insurance at the time. And I don't know if the insurance was in her name. I don't know. But she, she didn't want me to drive that Jeep for whatever, whatever reason. And when Sandy didn't have a car.
1: She was able to.
0: She, he just gave her the Jeep. And I had no car. I had, no I had no, nothing there. And so the car that I could have used or whatever, now she's driving.
1: She's driving instead. <laughs> Which and makes no sense.
0: It makes no sense. But her, do you remember what she said? Like, she said she never thought about it.
1: From your perspective. From my
0: perspective. She thought, well, my car wasn't working. I needed a car. He had an extra car. I, you know, I'm the mother of his kid. He let me use the car. Right. And maybe, maybe in in a normal world, that would have been okay. The problem is that in that environment, they all knew, everyone up there knew each other. And I was the outsider in Peekskill. So his mom would say to me, Belle, aren't you upset that she's driving his car and... And driving around town in his Jeep and you're his girlfriend and then his dad mentioned it a couple of times and then a couple of other people mentioned it and like there were so many people that played into what was maybe wouldn't have bothered me if it didn't seem like like I felt like they were trying to make it something whether it was they were trying to tell me something or they were insinuating that they were still he was still interested in her. I don't know. But right. I think that's what caused a lot of the problems for me or the insecurity with me at that point. Because well, how
1: can it not? You have, you know, people that are close to him, you know, like you said, that all live in the same town. Everybody, I'm sure, talks to one another. They, you know, likely grew up around each other and... You can't help if people are talking not to start being self-conscious and right. think something of it. And maybe something is going on. Maybe there's, you know, something I don't know. Mm-hmm. You can't help but question yourself. I think that would, that's only natural.
0: And we couldn't park the uh, There was, I can't remember if we were in Peekskill at the, no, but either way we lived in Peekskill. And we couldn't park the car on the street, and we only had enough space for one car. And at some point, he asked her if we could park, because I got a car. I think I got a, I think I got the Honda at that point. And he was parking his Jeep at her house. And that was like the weirdest, to me, it was so, why would you park it there? Why wouldn't you park it at... The development where your mom lives, your brother lives. You know what I mean?
1: Anybody else. Anybody else.
0: (laughs) But it was at her house. And talking to her kind of validated that there was always some type of connection that he had to her. Right. And what did she say? She he told her that she broke him. Right? Mm-hmm. So, at one point, I was just like, holy crap, you know? And she talked about how he did not like when when she was pregnant, that he didn't really pay attention to her, he didn't really talk to her or or whatever, whatever she said. Give her the time of day. Give her the time of day. And that was exactly what happened to me. And I'm assuming kind of happened to you. Absolutely.
1: I, I mean, in different ways, but some of the stuff that she mentioned, yes, like she would stop doing one thing because she thought that would give, make him want to spend time with her. And then he always had some, something else right. that was an issue. He found something wrong every time. Every time. And um, it just, he always had an excuse with me. With things, whether it was my weight or as far as like, and I'm talking about wanting to start a family, because that was my biggest thing once we got married, is me wanting to start a family. And he would always say, well, who's going to watch the kids? And that was after his mother passed away. Uh And then um, at the time, I was working in New York City, and he had said, well, if, we're going to have kids, you know, you're going to need a job that's not in the city. You're going to need to work closer to home. So I found a job 10 minutes from home. And once I had that job, it was that I needed to work on my weight. And when it worked on my weight and lost some weight, it was that I was depressed. And when I was depressed, it was that I had to work on that. And he didn't want to come to counseling with me because I was depressed because there was always something wrong with me. In his, eyes, In his eyes, he always made it out to be something else. So when she was, yes, talking about those things, I saw that parallel on, mm-hmm. you know, a different level. But uh,
0: it was interesting because she she loves to read. I always remember that about her. I remember holidays we'd be we'd all be together at Kathy's house, and she would be sit she would read for hours. and I used to say, "How the hell can she read?" With all of this noise, because for the longest time when I would read, I had to have absolute quiet. quiet. Now, with kids and everything else, like I've learned how to block it out. But I remember saying, this house is so, this apartment, it was a small apartment filled with people. Right. And she's, how is she concentrating on this book? It blew, it would, it, it I couldn't understand it because I couldn't, I couldn't do it. But she said she stopped Um, reading because he said, well, I didn't want to bother you. You were reading. And then, so she stopped reading. So then he'd come home and she would be painting or drawing because she's very, that's where uh, Jasmine gets her creative and talented side. And so then she stopped doing that. And then there was something else that she said she stopped doing. And then...
1: I think the first one was just, you know, watching watching TV or whatever.
0: And she said... And then I stopped doing everything, and all I did was sit on the TV, sit on the couch, watch eat. TV, and eat. Yeah. And then, um, and then there was, there was no other excuse, but he always had an excuse to not be intimate. And the the interesting thing was, right off the bat, she said he doesn't know how to be intimate. He can. It's and we're not talking about having sex or whatever. He doesn't. He doesn't know how to be intimate with somebody, right? And let people get close to him or, I don't know. I I, so that's the one, um, common denominator that we all, the three of us, all had. He was like that with her. He was like that with me. He was like that with you.
1: For sure. Yeah.
0: And. What's interesting is her kids are like that. They're not overly affectionate like and my kid um and um like because they didn't see it you you can't go up to Joe and give him a hug without him like almost hyperventilating. He doesn't <laughs> he's not like that.
1: Step back, yeah.
0: Right. Jasmine's not a big hugger, but she's the most affectionate of the three right. older ones jordan wants a hug but god forbid you touch her in a certain like she'll be like don't i don't like people touching me like there's so there's so many um similarities between them
1: and Juliana's no better she is not an affectionate type unless she like flat out is Asks for it, wants it, but, you know, for me to say, come give me a hug is, you know.
0: Right. If
1: I want a hug.
0: You have to go get it.
1: I Yeah. And God forbid, you know, we go to, even go to my mother's house, my sister's house. Like, she just, it's not second nature for her right. to just want to go up bachelor. and hug and kiss and be affectionate. Right. Yeah, which and I find strange because that's... Well,
0: you're very... You are affectionate. And I
1: am. So that's why I feel like you know, she sees it with me but obviously doesn't see it from you know, the other, the side, other side which is fine. I guess. I mean, I don't know. But you would think she...
0: And it's At home with Marissa, she, every five minutes, you better give me a hug. Come on, Mom. Give me a hug. And that's how I am with the kids. Now, Jordan, she'll be like, are you going to hug me? You always hug Marissa. And it's almost um, a competitive thing as opposed to being, oh, my God, I just want a hug. Because she wants Because she wants a hug. Gotcha. And and they, when you think about it that way, they... um, they're just like him. They're yeah. just like him. True. And one thing that Sandy said is she, she said something at some point it came up and she's like, um, I hope Jordan's not like her father. And I said she's a lot like her father, in in a lot of ways. Right. She's so much like him, and and uh, you know it bothers me a little that she's picked up the, I guess, negative traits that he had, has, you know? and.
1: But she has a heart. She has she sympathy. She has empathy, which are things, you know, that he doesn't have at all. Right. You know, so I still think that there's... You have to remember those things, too, you know. Naturally, you think of all the negatives because of him, right. but, you know, she has a lot of positive mm-hmm. qualities that have nothing to do with him, with him. either, which yeah. has everything to do with you.
0: And she has some of my negative stuff, too. I mean, but when I look at her and she does certain things, I'm like, oh, my God, she's, that's him. Right. And it bothers me sometimes. Um, what I found, kind of, I don't want to say, well, I'm gonna say fascinating, was you said you had asked her, you're like I, I know at one point you she was mad at you, yeah, and you brought that up, and you said to her I don't know what you were told, and without saying all of the details of her response, he made up some effed up story.
1: He about. made up a lot of stuff. and I And that's why I know that he had to have fed her lies. I mean, look at the lies he fed her to tell her, you know, that to make up an excuse instead of saying i met somebody and i'm going to see this new chick right <laughs> you know i mean mm-hmm. she w- she wasn't stupid do
0: nope. and i i i look back and we're talking you know this was 21 years ago right mhm and i wonder why none of us like with her, like she nev- she didn't come to me, nor did I go to her and say, "Listen, I just want the, tr- I just want to know your side of the story," because we didn't realize what he was doing to us. But by the time he did the stuff to me, and then he moved on to you, I feel like we sh- something should have clicked with us, and we should have said, "You know what? Let's just ask the other person what's, you know, what's going on." Instead. She got so mad at you that she didn't want you around her kids, right? Where right. she was concerned. Um, but, he but he manipulated and it.
1: lied to an extent that you know it, it involved her kids, and that was the main thing. So, I think she and I get it. I I understand. You know where she felt that her kids might be threatened, mm-hmm. she jumped into that, you know, mama bear mm-hmm. mode. And, yeah, I mean, I had no idea what he did or didn't tell her. I wasn't right. there. I had no idea what conversation was had.
0: Right. He and could have told her anything. He, and, he, and what we found out tonight was that he made up some aft up stuff yeah but he knew what to do to befriend her and he knew he needed one of he needed one of the moms on his side and it wasn't going to be me right and so he found the way to manipulate her and
1: and he did and because he did. i just like i said tonight i you know As much as she asked, and I couldn't think of anything negative that she may have said to the psychologist, there was still an element that she was on his side and supported him and didn't have anything negative negative to say. And I feel like if we were to do it over... Knowing what we know now.
0: Right. How different things would Mm be. Yep.
1: In so many ways.
0: She didn't even remember talking to him. And until we were talking about it. And she mentioned how many things she has blocked out. You know, like totally put on the back burner that she just doesn't even remember.
1: Well, I mean, her speaking on his behalf didn't directly affect her or her kids in any particular way.
0: Right. It affected our kids, your kid.
1: Right. Because it was over a custody schedule and, right. you know, being the, a fit parent and all that right. bullshit that goes into the
0: the psychological evaluation ridiculous I, court system and after we talked about that she you could tell it was bothering her and she said i am so sorry if i said anything
1: and i think i needed to hear that
0: i know that's what i'm saying like we
1: even though i couldn't pinpoint anything cuz and i know My memory isn't good, but I know if there was something in particular that she said that I needed to, like, bring up, I would remember. Mm -hmm. And I think it was just that there was nothing negative in particular, because at that point, everything was fine with the kids.
0: Right. And she, her concern was her kids.
1: Right. Which, rightfully so, it should have been all Mm -hmm. along. Right. And
0: you could tell that that bothered her. That she didn't realize how everybody was impacted by that, by him befriending her, and and not having anything negative to say. It it definitely had to change, Doctor whatever his name is, um evaluation of the.
1: Absolutely, because I remember reading the report mm-hmm. and uh, I'd have to look at it and pull it out again and take a look at it. But it, it definitely, you know, just confirmed that he was, to her, a decent dad, a good yeah. dad, that there was, you know, nothing negative to, mm-hmm. again, negative to point out that would... Want a psychologist think that maybe the child would be better off more with... With the mom. The mom. So.
0: Well, and to the point that she said where she didn't realize a lot of stuff that was going on, those kids, like we were saying, didn't bring it back to her. Whether they wanted to block it out. Or they just didn't want to upset her. There was a lot of stuff she did not know.
1: There's a lot of
0: stuff. A lot of stuff, and to see the realization when we were talking to her today, like she didn't realize that Jasmine and Joe didn't talk to me for almost two years. She's like, the kids didn't talk to you. I said, no. I said we, I, you know, would be like, hi. Hi, and I, and I said to her, or I think I said to her, but who knows what he was telling them at the time? You know? Right. Because if you think about it, um, Joe was 11 and Jasmine was 16. So they were kids. They were a little older when they went around it for the third time. <laughs> and um, and I say that because they they had to go through... That the you know him breaking up Sandy leaving him and then moving me out him and then right. you so um, when she's like she was so surprised by that and I was so surprised that she was unaware of it.
1: Well, it even goes. I mean, she didn't even know that their cousin was living with. Yeah. Me at one point mm-hmm. and him. And that we took her in because of what he claimed was a, an abusive situation. Right. And in retrospect, I think it was more retaliation towards the person. Mm-hmm. But, you know, her own cousin lived in the home with us for a period of time and you would think know. they would say something about their cousin being with us in the home and they never did. But
0: when I think she about had it, no clue. I don't know that Jordan told me she was living with you guys either.
1: But I guess I don't know. It just makes you wonder how much
0: Or what he may have said to them.
1: Either that or just how much you don't know about What people are going through and, you know, you have two completely separate homes, you know, maybe the kids felt that, you know, what went on at one house, they couldn't talk about at the other house, you know?
0: Well, especially because they they knew how she felt about him. And she said it took like a year for her... To get to a point where she would even talk to him. And I said, but you were always at my house. You were always at yeah. our house. You know, you came to see me in the hospital. And she said, I did that for my kids.
1: Right. She said it took her a while to it get there. It took her
0: a while to get there. And when she... When he would go pick up the kids, she made her mother...
1: Be the buffer, she said. Be the buffer. She yeah.
0: And... I I didn't I didn't know that and I and, hmm. and I didn't know that they were together until I had a problem with him and I stayed with her for a few days because I couldn't stay in that house and she told me and um, but I didn't realize how it all played out. You know, she said they were still together, but when he met me. But today she's like, there was nothing wrong in our relationship
1: relationship. Right. For him to For wanna him. go cheat.
0: Mhm. Right. And like that that trip was um so instrumental in all of, it changed all of our lives. It, um, I mean, it ended their relationship. It, you know, pushed me into a relationship with him. I mean, I, I liked him at the time, but then the next, you know, it kind of sped things up because now she moved all of her shit out. Right. He needed, as she said, someone to pay the bills. Yeah. And so she was gone, and it kind of makes sense why he wanted me to move in so quickly.
1: Right. He needed a paycheck. He
0: needed a paycheck. And she abruptly left him. She didn't tell him. She just... And and while he knew I was leaving... The, the second time, the first time I left him, he did not know. I'm sure. <laughs> he didn't know. Um, and so that must have been like, what the F? Second time someone's doing this to me. Um, but he needed someone to pay the bills. And then when I left, sure. he needed... You he, There's no way he could have afforded that house. And... You know, yeah, he
1: was working two jobs when I met him. He couldn't I know. stop that uh, working there fast enough. Like, mm-hmm. once we said we were getting married, mm-hmm. I remember him even being like, would you be okay if, you know, I stopped working at...
0: Stop and Shop?
1: Stop and Shop, yeah. And I was like, Shh. you know, what was I going to say? I don't know. I'm, like, you think you're marrying somebody good, that they have good intentions, yeah. and... You know, I know, but yeah, I was, as I have said for a long time, a paycheck and a babysitter,
0: yeah and and um, the stability that he needed to can, I guess, I don't want to say um, continue to have Jordan in his life, but having the stable home with you as a married couple, gave him a little bit more of an edge with the courts. sure. Oh, as opposed sure. to him being a single, a single dad.
1: Absolutely. You know? I'm sure it had an impact. I don't
0: know. It was like... We spoke for hours, and I felt like she was here for ten minutes. It went... It went so fast. So fast. And... I think one thing that I want to point out um, for everyone that's listening is although we talked about him for five hours, um, she made a valid point that we weren't doing that to give him power. We were doing it to release stuff that we needed to get rid of.
1: Absolutely. And,
0: And that's... It's important because while we do talk about them, uh, we don't talk about them as much as we used to, but with her, we never all talked about it. And there were just, as she would say something to you, I was like, okay, wait, hold on, because then it made me think of something else that I needed clarification on or validation about, you know, and... But she was very clear that we weren't doing it to give him power. Correct. And um, I think one of the funniest things she said, she said, meeting you was the best thing that ever happened to her. (laughs) And I was like, great, Sandy. But from the perspective that she was able to get out early enough that she did not deal with the manipulation, the verbal abuse that you and I...
1: Half of the stuff that we did.
0: hmm Yep. Mm-hmm. And I guess I, I always assumed that their relationship was just like my relationship with him and your relationship with him. I
1: would have assumed that as well.
0: And it was so totally different. Right. And which takes me back to um, what I suspected. The whole time I was with him, I I guess, I think I knew in my heart of hearts that he still was in love with her. And she pretty much confirmed that.
1: Right. And she... Definitely sounds like broke his heart. Yeah. So, I definitely think they had something very different than Mm -hmm. what we experienced. Yet at the same time, he obviously was not an honest man. Correct. So he had it in him, maybe...
0: It was her
1: leaving triggered him.
0: Although she, like you said, she suspected there were things that happened that she didn't put two and two together until after, like when she found him in the bathroom at the club or whatever with her friend. Right. And she, she found a way to brush that off and just be like, oh yeah, no, there's no way. And, um... Those, the tendencies, the pattern was there. Right. The lying, the cheating, um, a lot of those things were happening, but she left before he had the ability to really get into her head and manipulate, like, she's very strong.
1: She manipulated, well, I don't want to say she manipulated him, but...
0: Controlled. She,
1: she manipulated the situation, the situation and took control over right. it before he had a chance before to. Before he
0: could. And even when they weren't together, she had me hysterical laughing when she told him he would call her and be screaming at her. And she said, I don't take that shit. And she would take the phone and she'd bang it on the, <laughs> on the counter <laughs> while she was at work <laughs> until he would stop yelling. And he finally did, you know. But she knew how to... I don't know. She had the power to man- not again, not manipulate him, but to check him.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Right? Like
1: she had a power over him that I don't think either of us had ever had.
0: Mhm. So, okay. I then I, you know, I asked her if she remembers some conversations that we had, and she didn't. And I said, I remember she was, um, I was so angry at her, and she didn't even remember that. And I said to her, you know, we had a conversation, and I, she asked me, sorry, I didn't mean to yawn, um, she asked me why I was so upset with her, and I said to her, because I know when my moving Van leaves, yours is going to pull up right behind him. Right. Right behind my driver.
1: And you have said that to me many, many times. times.
0: And she said that he asked her to move into the house, but she did not want to give up her house. And she was, um, you know, concerned from a financial perspective. Sure. Sure and there were some things going on which needed validation but when she's when she said that when he was going on vacation she wanted to go with him but that was the trip that he met you
1: <laughs>
0: and she wanted she wanted to go and he's she's like he came up with some Where he was going with the guys and blah, blah blah blah. And that's when he met you. So did he go there with the mindset that he was gonna meet his next potential mother of his kid? You know, you know what I mean? Like the next stepmother for his children. Right. Or the person that pays his bills. And when we were talking and, and we, I, I think it was her, when we were saying targeting, she's like, do you really think it, that he targeted us? She said, because we're all very strong women. How did how did, he, how did he see us as a target? And he didn't see it in the beginning. It took him a little bit of time to get to know us and see where our weaknesses were. And that's when he.
1: He definitely played off of our weaknesses, no doubt. I mean, to me, that was evident. Yeah. And he played around those weaknesses.
0: Mm-hmm. So. For me, it was that I didn't have any family around. I was living with my friend Christine in the city, um, in in Hoboken, whatever. Um, oh okay, God, sorry. Um, <laughs> and and he knew I had nobody, and he he knew if he got me there in that apartment, and I gave up my my apartment and my family and my friends that I was I would be there to give him what he needed. Right. The babysitter and the paycheck.
1: Which is exactly what I turned into. Correct. Once he lost you.
0: Mhm. And she didn't um sorry, he didn't know that when he met you, but you went on that vacation by yourself. Correct. So, um, after he got to spend time with you, maybe he didn't think, maybe he didn't think you were the target, um, until he knew he needed somebody and then he was able to get to know you and befriend you and then gradually see how he could manipulate you. Right. Okay, you know what was interesting too—the fact that um, she mentioned how he would take the kids on dates. <laughs> what was your What was your thought on that? Because I never thought about it that way, but it totally makes sense.
1: It makes sense, but I also didn't think anything of it because, in dating somebody who has children, I always just thought that you kind of have to that that's part of the deal, you know, when right. you're dating somebody who has children. I mean, unless they would be with the other parent, you know, otherwise, you know, he to me came across as involved, very much involved in their lives and
0: and that was that was part of like what she was saying. The manipulation like he there were two pieces to that puzzle one he used the kids as a buffer because he didn't know how to be in a relationship or a situation with whatever sorry another adult god we're getting old um but at the same time he use that because we were like oh he's so good he's so good with his kids and right Gina I never thought about it until she said it and I was like oh my god the majority of the time that we did anything his kids were there
1: Uh, yeah I mean I I can't say that I ever would have looked at it that way I just
0: I definitely didn't No. It's, like, it's an
1: interesting viewpoint, for yeah. sure. You it's, know, it certainly changes how you think of things.
0: It's like the guy who has the puppy, and the women see them walking the, the dog in the park, and they're like, oh, how cute he has a puppy. Oh, cute and, dog. And I, I remember instantly thinking, wow, he's really good with Joe and Jazz. And he seemed to be. He seemed to be. But I never looked at it from the point where he didn't know how to... I guess he didn't have enough to contribute. If you think about it, he couldn't have a conversation without talking about those kids. Like It was what he used to kind of solidify our... um, attraction, maybe. Right. Because not, you know, not a lot of guys are like that with their kids. A lot of guys that have kids see them on the weekend. But for me, and for you, he had the kids a lot of the time. Right. And so I was like, wow, that's says a lot about him.
1: Absolutely.
0: I know. My goodness, I am tired. Um, I think I think talking about a lot of this stuff, too, was... um, It brought up... It brought back a lot of memories. And, and, I mean, at one point, we all had tears in our eyes over, you know, some things. And, um... I don't know. I don't know. I'm just really glad that we got to talk to her.
1: Yeah, it was nice. It was just nice to... Like you said, fill in some gaps and Mm -hmm. get some truths about things that weren't clear.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And to just be able to openly ask questions. Mm
0: -hmm. I know. And I, 21 years ago, I didn't feel comfortable enough to do that. I, I didn't feel confident enough in myself. That I could um, maybe handle the truth. (sighs) (laughs) Well, sometimes
1: the truth isn't what you want to hear.
0: Right. But now, in a way that the truth, it doesn't matter because we have moved past it and we've moved on. But at the same time, I felt so good to know that the things that I suspected were happening were actually happening. Right. And that I wasn't some stupid, insecure, jealous person that was making this shit up. The things that were happening were happening. Were the things mm-hmm. that I thought Absolutely. were happening. And that was confirmed. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess even after all these years, I, I wondered... Maybe I maybe I was overreacting, maybe I was insecure. But I wasn't.
1: Well, he wanted you to think that. And he was very good at making mm-hmm. us feel that.
0: Even to when we were when I was telling her how I know he would be on the phone with her and he'd be whispering, talking to her. Right. And she's like, Well, there was no whispering on my end. I'm like, Yeah, but you weren't in a relationship with anyone, right? He, was, he didn't
1: have to be right whispering,
0: right? You know, and maybe it was. It, I don't even remember the things that were said, but there were times that I knew he was talking to her. Yeah, and even uh, the last time I spoke to Jasmine, she couldn't. She told me a lot of stuff too, and I was like, "Holy crap!" Yeah. I don't know. It was like, um, it was pretty cool though. And she pointed out multiple times, even, um, before today when we had seen her, when her mom passed, that, um, he always picked, he picked good women, you know, and that it was a testament to us of what we did for the kids. And to keep the family together. And I said to her, well, that started with you because you would come over and take my kid. And even my own mother could not wrap her arms around that. Why are you letting his ex take your baby? And I was like, because the kids want, they want to show their family their sister. And that was the truth but then sandy said but you didn't have to be nice to me right and you were you treated me really well and i never really i guess looked at it that way i always thought it was you know well she's the mother of the kids and, and right that's why it. wouldn't you be why cordial unless yeah. they
1: gave you some reason to not be that way right so,
0: and she was even um, she had asked some questions about us being friends, and I don't think she realized that we started to be friends way before you got you were going through your divorce and everything. Yeah, um, which we definitely our friendship strengthened with that going through. Oh, that. for sure. It grew um, leaps and bounds going through that, but. Um, yeah it's almost like I don't know it's like she was there but she wasn't and I always I said to her I even called I was like you're like the queen like you're the one that kind of started all of it in terms of you know taking the kids and doing whatever and um, and she didn't look at it she didn't see it from she that she didn't look at it
1: no she didn't she definitely didn't give herself, you know, the equal yeah. credit as she, you know, was giving yeah. either of us. Yep. So.
0: I'm still, I'm going to get her, we're going to get her to record. I don't I care. think. I
1: think, I, I think she would.
0: I do too. I, I think that we, today we touched on just the, whatever you call it, the you know the beginning of it and there's there's a lot a lot that we haven't even um, touched because as we were talking and then we realized she didn't know something or we didn't know something then we would focus on just like we focus on a couple of very specific incidents right there's 21 years for me, in between, wow. that we didn't even talk about. And not that we have to it's talk about, but it's, it was therapeutic to get, you know, to talk to her, I think for all of us. Well, it's therapeutic to
1: talk about experiences and to talk about what you've been through and know that you're not alone, which is, you know, why you... Started this Mm -hmm. podcast, you know, and just putting your story out there. I mean, there's so many people that go through things in life that it needs to be let out in one way, shape or form, whether that's going to therapy or having good friendships where you can talk about things or outlet like this where, you know, you're broadcasting Mm -hmm. it to the world in hopes that you touch somebody knowing that they might be going through the same thing or something similar or can identify with you. And, you know, that's as simple as it was today. The three of us getting together, we have the same one human being in common Mm -hmm. that, Changed our lives in so many ways. Yet brought Mm -hmm. the three of us together together, which, Mm
0: -hmm. which he never saw coming. No, he would never, never, ever have seen coming. Yeah. And, um, I told you that I, I had a couple of, um, names running through my mind for the title of this episode. And then I, I kind of, Right away uh, was drawn to the power of three because the strength and numbers of um, us being a united front, you know, there's no way in hell he could get to any of us now. We could not let him. There's no way he would get through. We were so, um, so different for you six years ago, which I can't believe it's been six years. And... Um, yeah. And I've been away from him for 16 years. Wow. And it's so nice that I don't have to talk to him. I haven't spoken to him in years. Nor has she. And you will get there at some point. You only have a few years left. And
1: even as it is, we have very little... Interaction, which I mean, unfortunately for Juliana's sake, is is sad, but it kind of has to be that way. Mm-hmm. So, right, I know I'm better off for it being that way.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and and your dynamic changed because you have power. Make you don't you have decision? Yes, making, final, pa- decision. final decision. Um, Mm -hmm. authority with your custody agreement and that's huge because before you had to go to him for everything you couldn't make a decision right without him you were forced to deal with his shit so was i Mm -hmm. until i got full custody full decision making um and while it was only for two years because then she was an adult It was...
1: Still made a huge difference.
0: Unbelievable difference. Unbelievable. And... um, It definitely... You know, it helped the anxiety. But my anxiety had already... Kicked in and went over the chart. Like, off the charts. Yeah. Because of all the crap with him. And... She deals with it, too. Like... There's just so much, you know, Mm -hmm. with the anxiety, with this, with that, with, um, I don't know. I don't know. But I know that, um, there is power or strength in numbers. For sure. And, um, we each, each one of us did what we had to do to get Mm -hmm. through it and now that we're all like on the same page it just makes us that much stronger absolutely and there's you know I don't know I don't think about him I don't sit here and talk about him all day but knowing that I don't have to talk to him, I don't have to see him, I don't have to, I don't have to do anything with him. Right. It is. Must be nice. It's, it's a weight lifted.
1: Absolutely.
0: Because I would, I would. Um, be on pins and needles, knowing that I had to deal with him. Sure. And, okay, so, right back to this, she had no idea that those kids weren't allowed to talk to you for a freaking year in the house. Right. How, how did they not tell her that?
1: I mean, I would have thought it was a given, and especially after the reaction she had. When she was upset with me, I would have expected she wouldn't have wanted the kids to talk to me anyway. So, she probably would have...
0: But she didn't know that you were a prisoner in your own... In the house. Right. In your bedroom. Right. You know? And that's like... I think for her, maybe it... um, It gave her a little bit more perspective as to what we were really going through.
1: Oh, for sure.
0: Yeah. I don't know. We've only scratched the surface. Yeah. And you know, I always... Like I called you... Um, one episode was like victim number three and she was very... Uh, when we talked to her, she's like, I don't wanna look at us as victims. Right. And and she's right, you know, but at the time that's how I felt, you know. Sure. But we were able to overcome it and get through it.
1: For sure. So we're all better off.
0: Yeah. We are. And she, you know, she's in a good place, like, right now. Like, she's got a, a, a guy that treats her very well, and um, and they're getting married, and um, it, it kind of is what we all needed to get through it to be where we are right now.
1: For sure. I don't
0: know. I... I feel like we should have done this five years ago, but I didn't have it in me. Yeah, well,
1: things happen when the timing is right, and people are ready, you know.
0: Yeah, I know. It was fun, though. It was fun to talk to her and hear her side of some of the stories and yeah. um, even you know she even said to you you know you had when you had people saying stuff to you did did it not register and no and it it didn't no it didn't and that's where i guess that phrase love is blind comes from because we were all blind to it right But if I, if I learned anything today, it was, she had a completely different experience with him Mm -hmm. and he screwed up when he met me and what he did because that's when she was like, I'm done.
1: But if it wasn't you that he met and was doing something with, it would have been somebody else. Right. And she would have had to go through a similar experience, you know, so he just, I mean, it was clear to me today that he just does not know how to be um, faithful, faithful to one person and he's always looking for the next best thing or better right. thing or whatever you want to call it. I don't know what it is and for him I
0: I think it was at the time Gina I think it was the next caregiver the next babysitter the next paycheck
1: right but like she said she didn't think they had any issues so what would
0: right so why would he so why would he he even
1: be looking I, I don't get it it just maybe there's something another element we're missing maybe
0: there is because he flat out lied to me, and flat out lied to her, the day that he came to see me, which was Valentine's Clearly. Day. Really, right? Freaking Valentine's Day. And she, she just, she knew. Mm-hmm. And that was the second time she left him. Right. Any other thoughts before we wrap it up? Not at the moment. No.
1: Just glad we finally got together and had the time that we did today.
0: There was a lot that kind of needed to just be out there and Mm -hmm. whatever. And I think even for her. Right. You know, um... So I, I would love to have her sit with us and have a conversation because I think people need to hear her story as well because um, there was nothing wrong in her mind about right. their relationship. But clearly, the, the narcissism was there right. with him. And people need... To know that, Mm -hmm. because there probably were signs that she just wasn't
1: aware aware of.
0: Noticed, and I bet, I bet if we sat down and spoke to her again, or when we speak again, I'm going to ask her some of those questions. Like, did what are the things you know? What were some of the behaviors that maybe you missed that could help somebody? So, um, yeah, so I guess for now, we'll leave it at that, um, it was a good day, um, and it's ten something and we're, like, exhausted like a bunch of old ladies, but, um, I think talking about some of the stuff, kind of, did it bring you back, did it put you, like, it was... It was great, and at the same point, at the same time, it was a little draining.
1: Oh, it's always back. draining to a certain degree, you know, because mm-hmm. it brings up feelings and emotions, and you know, experience that was certainly not pleasant. So, it's gonna be exhausting and draining, and. Painful sometimes.
0: Yeah, because then you revisit a lot of the things that we kind of pushed aside. So for sure. Um, but anyway, so thank you guys for listening, Gina. I'm so excited we got to record. We've been saying thank this you. for a long time that we needed to record and we needed to put stuff out there and um, and just get some answers and clarification on some stuff so um we hope you enjoy this episode and uh we'll be back soon thank you guys and remember if if you need anything post on we can find us on invisible scars on facebook um uh you can email us i'll i'll have the the information will be in the link of where you can reach out to us if you need anything um, and if anyone wants to share their story, um, and we would love to hear it. So thank you guys for listening. Have a good night. And we'll see you soon.
1: Never Alone Again, Domestic Violence Organization and Resource Center, is a 501c3 nonprofit organization that was created in 1999 to offer empathetic support for victims of domestic abuse. Motivated by personal experience and the awareness of a need for a safe haven, NAG was developed. We are a non-profit organization that is dedicated to providing high quality and individually tailored support services to victims and survivors of domestic violence, abuse, and families in need
0: www.neveraloneagain.org.